everybody, welcome back to the Made for More Consulting Podcast. Mario here with Adina. We have her husband Darren here. He is sitting in the corner. If you guys are watching on YouTube, Etiana's on the floor. Jamie's back there along with Sam. So, welcome back. Episode 72, Made for More Podcast, um, where we add value to people's lives as a leader. Or if you're not a leader, we're... Everyone's a leader, Mario. There you go. Everyone's a That's leader. That's exactly what Adina says. So why do we do this podcast to help you grow as a leader? So that in turn, you can help those around you, and you cannot give what you don't have. What does that mean, Adina? <laughs> I'm just reading what you wrote. <laughs> That's awesome. Not what I would have said. Well, what what does that mean, though? Well, you as know, a as a leader, you can't you can't pour into somebody what you don't have. You can't exactly. give that, but you have to. It. Yeah, okay. and don't do the whole fake it till you make it because that's bull crap. As a leader. Anyways, That's, welcome. That we should do a podcast on bad leadership advice. Like fake what we you, said last time, remember the whole, hey, I'll pray for you, the, yeah. the, the <laughs> things Christians shouldn't say when someone yes. passes away. Yes. So tonight, um, episode 72, thank you for joining us. If this is your first time, go back and listen to episode 65. We do have some uh, some news to start off with as far as um, switching some things around because Adina brought it to my attention because I'll be out of town for a couple weeks, but we are not starting um, the leader within 2.0 because we're not going to be around for right four because weeks. you were going go, we were going to do one week and then you were going to be gone like two or three weeks yeah. we were going to we're going to do two weeks and then break right so. and so yeah we just decided we would do this standalone and then you're going to have some special episodes yeah, over actually, the next couple of weeks I think actually we need one more standalone next week yeah. I did the math wrong but okay. either way tonight is going to be about something different so uh, one of the reasons that I know I've been silent on social media as far as made for more and on uh, just some of the things that we're going through here is I'm wrapping up 14 years at the church, stepping away. So uh, wrapping yeah. up my job and uh, we'll pick back up with the leader within 2.0. Maybe on you June should 19th. let me interview you about your last 14 years as a, as a next church week? leader next week. As a church leader, yeah. So we're going to specifically go into the as yeah. I mean, like as a well, as a leader, leading from a church is a little bit different, but it also has the same context. I mean, you can it it still spills over into business. It's just like when we did the burnout book. Yeah, you know, we can do that next week. Great leading. For, yeah. Well, what, yeah. What say, well, I mean, years. yes, and how we can talk about how you left well. I mean, there it's there's a lot behind that. Yeah, there is. So tonight, though, it's a one off, and it's probably one of the most important. Uh, topics, if not the most important, I would think this goes hand in hand with communication, but we're going over tonight. What we're going over tonight is the five letter word trust. There you go. Trust. And I will tell you that Stephanie Krinky was listening to her own episode. Oh, good. And she texted me and she said, Hey, Oh no, actually she was listening to last week's and she said, Hey, yeah, you, you guys really need to go over, you know, do something over trust. Good, good. Well, we talked about last week. We talked about empower and equipping, and we we brought up trust. A <laughs> no, couple I of brought times. it up. I just yeah. said, Adina, do you have trust issues? And I said, yes, I do. There you go. I have trust issues. And now you're gonna totally call me out. I see that's coming. Go ahead and read the first question. Yes, Adina, why do you have trust issues? Well, listen, I have trust issues because oftentimes trust issues are connected to <laughs> negative experiences in the past. I had to Google it. I don't know. Why, why does somebody have trust issues? I you don't know. Me. I mean, tell me. I don't. I, mean, I, don't do I don't really know if I do. Do I have trust issues? I think you do. I, okay. But well, maybe you, you, you should tell me week. why you I said have it trust last issues. Week. You said it last week, so I don't think um, in my job though. I think it's more relationships, and I think it's because when I was growing Darren, up, your husband's right <laughs> here, so you might want to be careful. <laughs> hey, hey, yeah, that's okay. That's why he's here. Um, I think when I was growing up, we moved every two years, and so what I think it was is I'd never built like strong, stable relationships, and so just about the time you would build that relationship, it'd be time to move on, and that was back in the day when you really you couldn't keep up with people. You didn't have phones You'd, or anything like. So tell right. me, why, why would y'all move? That's well, my dad's just my dad's job. Was he in the oil? No, he well, no, he worked for Albertsons, and I hmm. works for H or does he work? Yeah, he works for H E B now. Nice Albertsons. Yeah, yeah back in remember the day. Safeway? Safeway, yeah, we, yeah. Piggly Wiggly. I mean, you I remember, remember all those? I, I mean, do come not. On now. <laughs> that's, that's older than me. So, um, so you guys moved around. Jamie actually moved around a long time too. I mean, almost all the time. So, um, I mean, I guess that could build trust issues. But tonight, I think whether you're listening and you're, you know, deciphering this or ciphering, siphoning this through a relationship, um, 
you know, relationship category, a leadership yeah. category, or an employee category. I think it right. can, up, or parenting. Right. But I think realistically, a lot of times, whether it's personal or in like at work, it comes when there's an ex, there's a gap in the expectation and what's reality, you know? Yeah. And anytime you have that gap, it allows for <clears throat> a breakdown in trust. Yeah. So <clears throat> with what you're saying about the re- the reality and expectation, we're listening to a book my wife started today, but I've been listening to it for a while and it's from a doctor. And uh, again, he said Americans are dying at an alarming rate because of loneliness and most loneliness is caused because of anxiety and depression and it depression and anxiety are led from loneliness, but it's their lack of their, their expectation and reality. There's a, there's a gap in that. So they don't trust right. what's about to happen. They don't trust anyone. So then they, seclude isolate. themselves mm-hmm. and isolate and when they're building this false sense of stories in their in their head mm-hmm. and before you know it again you have obesity you have heart attacks you have all this stuff right. that lead from well and all of that comes from like a lack of willingness to be vulnerable you know which I mean, is right which one is, of the reasons people don't trust absolutely it's a cycle yeah so. so as a leader i think we'll be talking about vulnerability but for me i i don't know how you want to start but i just put trust killers like if you're in a relationship, if you're a leader, if you're an employee, um, if you're a parent. So um, I think we should start with why trust is important on a team. Yeah. Like just a couple of sentences about why is that important? Because I think that if if you're a business owner and you've got a couple of employees working for you or you've got three or four people on your team, I think it's really easy not to think about the importance of trust. Yeah. So why I, is it important? Last night I did this, thinking about this, I did this... Uh, this freaking exercise i got a sheet of paper that wrote all the team names at the top and on the left hand side i put people that have built somewhat of of a uh, unity and the people on the right are in it for themselves and the left side outdid the right side but the right side was more more of the influencers which means there's this gap in trust from the left and the right side which it's not going to exist so for me, when you have the trust, it's the shield, right? It's the gladi- the, the mm-hmm. 300 shield. It's not for me. The shield's not for me. It's for my brothers on the right mm-hmm. and the left. So if you have somebody, circle of safety, if you have yes. somebody in the circle of safety just holding their shield for themselves, their back is exposed. Yeah. So for me, trust is important in an organization because if you can't do that, you don't have teamwork. And at some point, the gap is going to be where, hey, the uh, competitor has beat us because we can't work together. The... Um, uh, or hey, there's a, a snitch or there's a mole in our organization and they're hurting us rather than helping us. So um, yesterday, my cousin, I can't tell you who he works for, but it's one of the number one organizations in the world as far as cars go. And there's four teams at this place, at this plant, and his team, uh, everybody was told, hey, you can't have overtime. But his team, the, the boss came up and said, hey, you, you guys, I'm not talking to you guys. And this is what he said, I trust you guys because you guys all work together. The other three teams are riding the clock. They're not doing anything, and I'm having to watch them. Trust builds, I mean, honesty builds trust. All those things build trust, but it's about the team. It's not about an individual, mm-hmm. I think. I mean, yeah, what, were, that's what would good you answer. say? Well, I mean, I think that, like, it's kind of what you said, I think, is that trust enables everybody to, like, reach their full potential and take the team further. Yeah. You know, because if you don't trust, then you're not giving your all. Yeah. And I keep thinking through if someone's listening and I get, guarantee you someone's listening where they're on a team and maybe they're one of the leaders and they're trying to build unity back into the team that maybe has some gaps. I'm just going today before we go, I want to make sure that we say something that goes you. Yeah, I think it's one on ones. It's like, OK, if I'm that leader that is over all these people, I need to have one on ones to go. Are you in or are you off, man? Because I can't have you guys having this whatever between y'all two and then i'm gonna meet with this person this person i'm gonna bring everybody together going we gotta move forward okay so but as a leader we've because we've been in those situations where Mm -hmm. you know somebody said like are are you in like we're we're changing directions is everybody Mm -hmm. in and people say oh yeah i'm in yeah but then their actions don't match that that kills the trust on the team and as a leader you have to be willing to call that out as a leader you also got to be able to empower those people and give them a job Mm -hmm. so yeah, you're right. I, I think that it, there's there's that dichotomy because if someone is saying, hey, I'm on the team and this is my role, but they're never given empowerment, there's a gap again. So, yeah, that's tough. That's really tough. So, trust killers. 
Lack of communication. <laughs> Lack of communication, I think, is number one. Um, people, and we say this all the time, oh. people are down on what they're not up on. So if you have a gap of communication in your organization, there's going to be a lack of trust. Um, I think all the way from products, Adina, to even promotions of people. If you promote someone and no one knows and they walk in and say, hey, they told you what to do. Who are you to tell me what to do? Oh, you didn't hear it and they promoted me. Or, hey, you didn't hear this product is on sale. Right. Yeah. Well, I think it also comes from when you don't share the why with people, when you just tell them to do something. And I think that if you don't share, like, why are we doing this? Why are we going this direction? Why are we yeah. whatever it is? Um, people don't understand yeah. and they don't want to be dictated to. And yeah. it's a lack of communication. Yeah. What? Um, oh, and, you know, recently Jocko has been doing these these um, small videos and his podcast about trust. <clears throat> and he keeps saying over and over and over and over and over again that people do not want to be... Um, they don't want things shoved down their throat mm -hmm. as far as information or anything else. He said, so why are you trying to do that as a leader if it's not going to work well? And I, it never has. Yeah. I just watched one of his videos, like, all, like on the, the way over here. Bat. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I was like, what is new, that? He has a new baseball bat and it says discipline on it or something. Right. But I, whatever, whenever I watched that video, I actually thought about this, yeah. you know, because we can talk about it in a minute, but yeah. Yeah. And I think that as far as communication, if the leader is the one that holds the key to everything, and you pick and choose who you tell your information to, yeah. you're going to be in trouble. One of the things that I have seen is whenever a leader withholds information with that, whenever they say like, um, hey, we're going to do this, and mm. they know what the next step is or they the next few steps, mm. but they just, they don't tell anybody that, yeah. Yeah. you know? And I think that can, that's really hard. That is, is really hard. Yeah, because as a teammate, like if you're my leader and you did that to me, Sometimes you leave those meetings and you might go, well, then what's the next step or what am I supposed to do? Mm -hmm. And then again, you're holding all the communication. So then I feel at some point going, I'm just waiting for Dina to tell me what to do. So yeah. does she trust me? Does she want me to do this? Does she, is she going to, she waiting for me to do something? So. And I think that comes from when a leader feels like they have to know everything. I think it's okay as a leader to say, this is, this is what we're doing, but mm -hmm. we haven't got the next couple of steps figured yeah, out. Communicate. That's yep. totally different. Just Definitely. communicate. Yep. Even when you don't know what you're doing, communicate. So uh, trust killers like communication. Number two, micromanagement. Oh boy. If yeah. you want something done right, you have to do it yourself. That is the worst statement to say as a leader. I think so too. Yeah. I think that <clears throat> I was in a, a, not, I think I was in a meeting with Adina. I'm going to put her on the spot Go ahead. a few weeks ago. Yeah. And, um, I kept watching you and uh -huh. things were being said, things were being said and they kept asking you questions mm -hmm. <clears throat> and I started chuckling. So everybody looked at me and then I looked at you and you just said out loud, the micromanagement in this in this meeting is killing me. And you were just <laughs> don't micromanage me. Don't micromanage you because what does it do? Yes, it, it, it's putting and especially in a group setting. Mm -hmm. Don't ever do that because what it does is it lets your team know that you don't trust your peer, yes. and your peers start to go, "Whoa, I'm not going to speak up. I'm not yep. going to do it because look, I'm or else the next project, I'm not going to take this on because look at what they're doing, Adina, who's a great yep. leader. You just don't trust her, or the appearances you don't trust." Have that conversation outside on a in in right. one on one. Don't put it in front of a freaking group of people. Right. So micromanagement, <laughs> though, again, is it it removes the team mentality and it's all about the leader for sure. Well, and I think that that is one of those things that it micromanagement is probably, in my opinion, like the number one thing for lack of trust because it it perpetuates that idea of I'm not going to do as a as a team member. I'm not going to do anything until my leader tells me to. Mm -hmm. Because I know that no matter what I do, it's not really going to be right. It's not going to be what they want. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to wait. So you're looking over your shoulder, right? Until they tell me to do something. Yeah. And that's not good. That's not good. And that, that's not how you move, move ahead on the team at all. Mm -hmm. And that's what you said earlier was give the why and allow them to run. But if you're not, and I think if you, if you don't micromanage, you give them the why, you let them run, you just come in and check. It's that whole... Uh, inspect what you expect but the, the micromanagement i think if somebody's wondering <clears throat> well when do you micromanage and we've said this before the dichotomy the balance is if you've asked somebody to do something over and over and over and over again and they continue to do the same thing and they don't bring success or they keep screwing up that's when you i think personally i micromanage right. and say hey what time are you clocking in how about we just say we walk a little closer to them yeah you know you i think i think in that is <laughs> you know if i'm giving you something yeah. and i'm saying hey i trust you and run 
if you're not, let's say you're not really doing your job, you're not being mm-hmm. successful in the task. Well, then I think my job as a leader is to say, okay, let me come beside you and let me help you walk through like, what is your thought process? Exactly. What is yeah. my thought process? Mm-hmm. Let's help you take the next step. And once they take the next step, because somewhere in there, there's probably some kind of fear or some kind yeah. of lie or they've probably have lack of trust of leaders for something that's happened before. True. And it, it may just be that they're the wrong the wrong person in the wrong in seat. the wrong seat yeah. and that's okay yeah and, but as a that. leader you gotta own that and go hey let me yeah uh, let's, fig- let, let's, let's figure it out yeah. so uh trust killers lack of communication micromanagement and then this next one we just said it uh lack of ownership yeah so when i work for a leader and here's what's funny and i know i'm guilty of this so um not everybody's heard of jocko um which is crazy. Not so, if they haven't heard of Jocko listening to this podcast. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> I met a guy. I met a guy Saturday that was in the in the army. He was an Air Force pilot or a, a army, and he was a, he was also a pilot, and he never heard of Jocko. He was in the he was in the army for seventeen years. I was like, how do you not know who Jocko Willink is? But <clears throat> there's people out there that don't know. But I do. I will say I'm guilty of <clears throat> overbearing the ownership part of it when it comes natural now to go when I hear somebody complain. And they go, hey, that's not my job. That's management's jobs. I'm like, okay, hold up. And internally, I go and go, why aren't you owning this? They've never heard of ownership. Mm -hmm. So there's still people that don't know what ownership is. But when it comes to a leader and lack of ownership, if the team isn't performing, if the team has trust issues, whatever it is, it starts at the top. And and if that leader does not have, or that team leader, that team lead doesn't have ownership, then we're in trouble because um, lack of ownership means everybody's pointing the finger at someone else and nothing ever really gets taken care of yeah you i think yeah it's a dog chasing his tail Mm -hmm. right you just keep going back to that same thing and if you don't you move past it and then the same thing happens in a different project uh this person i put (laughs) will throw you under the bus at first chance um nothing is their fault and they see the i in every situation and never the we in the situation yeah so wow lack of ownership um what how would you explain ownership if you're if no, if they've never heard of Jocko, if this is a first time listening, how would you explain? You, if you're, you're, yeah, how would yeah, you? Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's. Me? I mean, I think it's. It's like, how do you explain it without using the word ownership in the definition? But I think it, it really is saying like this is my responsibility, and I have everything that I need. And if I don't have what I need, I'm going to go figure it out. I'm going to go find what I need, and I'm yep. going to make it happen. <laughs> Um, and I, I don't think that that means, I know that it, it doesn't mean that you don't ever go to your leader and ask a question. It doesn't mean that you don't ask for help. It doesn't mean that you don't, you know, do those things. It just means that you are taking sole responsibility for making that happen, whatever that looks like. Yeah. And when something happens that's bad or wrong, yeah. you just say like, yeah, I, I messed up. Mm-hmm. Whether it was, I didn't give somebody the right direction. I didn't set them up for success. That's kind yeah. of one of the things we say a lot. I, it was my fault, yeah. you know, and That's what next we look time, for, right? Yeah. Next time yeah. I'll do something different. Yeah. I think what's funny now is when you look for ownership and it, whether you're in a setting, in a team setting, a school setting, a relationship setting, I think for me, it's like an alarm that goes off when someone goes, Hey, that was my fault. And I'm going, wow. Well, I no also think it's the opposite that. when somebody says like, you know, well, yes, I, did, I didn't yes. know what to do. And you're like, yes, you did know yeah. what to do. It's yeah. like the opposite when they yes. don't take any ownership. Yeah. Like the, you're yes. like, oh, uh-uh. So no, sir. An example of this is I'm going to tell everybody right now, if you don't have the right communication given to you, again, that can be a complaint. That'd be an awesome complaint. But here's what I'm saying is, have you done everything under the sun to go and find that communication? Is there a calendar? Is there, are there some notes? Yes. Who can you ask? Don't yes. come to a meeting and go, hey, I Oh, I don't know. know Nobody it. told me. Yeah. Oh, no, my gosh. Go find it. No. Yeah. Because you're setting the team up to fail. Right. Well, and then, like, like you were saying, take ownership to say, I'm going to go and I'm going to look at the seven different documents, calendars, <clears> whatever <throat> it is that I need to to get all of the information to make this possible. Don't wait for somebody to come tell you to do something. Yeah. Totally right. So I might have had a, might be on the soapbox right there. Yeah. Trust killers. Lack of communication. Micromanagement. Lack of ownership. Bait and yeah, switch. let's talk about this bait and switch thing you got going on. Me? Yeah. These are our notes. They're not I mean, my notes. Well, I, I'm like, what? Tell me about this. This is not something I would have written down. I just, I just know that <clears throat> some of the people I've, I've worked with, talked to recently. Hey, you, you gave me this, this job to come and do this, and I wasn't given the opportunity to perform or a chance to do what mm-hmm. I was supposed to do. Okay. And now you're putting me in a different seat on the bus. Or, hey, 
this is the seat that I was told, and now I'm in a different seat. And I can't succeed in this area because I wasn't built for this. That This is what I was hired for. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're not built okay. for it, you can adjust so, and take ownership. Yeah. However, if it's completely outside of the box. Mm-hmm. Do you let that person go? You ask I, them what they wanted. If you're I, a good leader. Yeah, I think what, what happens is we put them, we try to move people around. Mm-hmm. We and it is, I totally, I get the whole bait and switch. Mm-hmm. But we think that we're doing them a favor. Well, you know? if, was there a conversation is what yeah. I would ask. Yeah, as a leader. Yeah. You know, we think, oh, we're doing them a favor. We'll just move mm-hmm. them over here. Move, you know, we like them as a person. Let's keep them around. Yeah. But they're not built for that. Yeah. And we've said that. You're not setting them up for success. Yeah. And I think if you start to see a person slamming their head through the wall because they can't succeed, they don't know how to succeed in a situation, then you need to help them as a leader. Mm-hmm. Don't set them up for failure. Yes. But bait and switch, that's what I meant. And even in a relationship saying, hey, I'm going to be friends with this person because I... Again, manipulation. I want something out of it, and then I'm going to switch on them. Or hey, I'm trying to get to them so I can get to something else. Mm-hmm. There's so, there's a there's ulterior motive that's not positive. Yeah. Um, so you talked about how like it's not a lack of vision or strategy. It's just a way that somebody's trying to get what they want. Mm-hmm. Manipulation. Manipulation. I think. Uh, well, under bait and switch, I didn't realize mm-hmm. this is what I have. This is manipulation at its finest. The person can see the big picture because they know what they want in the end. So it's not lack of vision or strategy. It's mm-hmm. the person who wants to get what they want. So when someone says, well, I didn't know I was doing that. No, you saw the big picture because you're switching things on me. Yeah. And I, I saw this a lot in the corporate world. But if there was a conversation going, hey, with Jason, we'd like to move you to this store at some point. Yeah. Is that something you'd want? No. Okay. Well, for me, in the, the world that I'm in now, we tell that person, if they say no, and they're the next one up. Well, guess what? I'm sorry. We're not going to, this isn't surprise. You're going to move to the third line and the third person is moving to second because they know that they want to move here. Mm-hmm. So you, you don't demote them. We keep them the same pay. But what we do is we give someone else the opportunity. Next man up is what we say. So, but <clears throat> if I don't tell that person that I want them to move to a mm-hmm. different place, being second in command, then they don't know. And all of a sudden you come in and you go, hey, you need to relocate this month. What do you mean? Yeah, when you took this position, we, to- we, we told you, you never told me anything like that. Well, well, now we're telling you that's, that's wrong to me as a leader. You don't build trust that way for sure. So, and the whole thing, mean what you say and say what you mean. But so. I also think from the the opposite, if somebody comes on, you know, to staff and they're working and they're like, this is what I want. And then I think that it's real easy for like their ego to kind of get in there. Mm-hmm. And so they start, they kind of, they almost start manipulating the situation in the opposite way, like yeah. to, to empower themselves and to move themselves up yeah. when it's really not what's best for the organization. Yeah. So I, that's good because you and I have said this though. Listen, is the whole thing is if I'm that person, your intentions can be smelt from a mile away, yes. whether they're good or bad. Because yes. when that person walks the room, you and I know, and everyone here sitting everyone here, knows. when someone walks to the door and you go, Oh, crap. Keep your mouth shut because they're, they're in it for themselves. They're not in it for the organization. They're in go. it for themselves. So if you're listening to this right now and that's you, I would try to work on lowering the ego. Yeah. Well, and, I think, the ego. Well, and I think, I mean, trust goes both ways. Yeah, I think a lot, we're, totally. we talk about it a lot from like a leader standpoint, mm-hmm. but also like, like your team trusting you as a leader, but it's easy for a leader not to trust their team Yep. because of things like this. Totally. So those are trust killers. Yeah, let's do trust builders. <laughs> it's basically the, the, the opposite. So if you've been listening, the first one was lack of communication. So if I'm going to be a leader or a teammate or a team member or a spouse or a boyfriend or girlfriend and you want to build trust, communicate. Well, and I'm going to say communicate authentic and vulnerable and vulnerable. Like be like, say what it is. If you don't know the answer, say you don't know don't the know. answer. Yeah. And that's what Jocko's video was about. Like, don't pretend like you know everything. You know, exactly. That's what he what said. He said you don't know. Everything. You don't. So you quit acting like you know everything. Everything. Yes. And when you <laughs> act like you know everything, yeah. then you're, it doesn't give your team a chance to rise up and mm-hmm. say like, Hey, like I might know something about this. You know, yeah. it builds their confidence when you're like, I don't know. I don't, I can't tell you the answers yes. for all of this. So I can get, I can give you the vision and the direction that we're going to go in, mm-hmm. but I'm going to let you guys, I'm going to empower and equip you. Yeah. So if you're decisions. that person that mm-hmm. is, Excellent at communicating to me. Yes. You're also vulnerable, right? Yes. And I think that's where that comes from. Like, I don't know what this is going to look like. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, this is where we're going to go. I don't know how long it's going to take us. I don't know what it's going to look like, but I know that we can do it. I know that we have what it takes as a team to make this happen. Yeah. 
I, but I don't know. I don't know how. Yeah. And, and I it, think that that's okay. Yeah. I think whether you're a leader or even if a boss comes up to you and says, Hey, I need you to do this. It is okay for you to go. Hey, can you give me a little direction? Cause I don't know yeah. what I'm doing. It's like when Michael's, uh, not Michael Scott. Okay. I was um, like, here we go with an office um, reference. <laughs> what's Charles? Charles comes to Jim and said, Hey, can you give me that, that rundown? And he goes, sure champ. And so he starts working. He, he starts asking everybody, what's a rundown. If he would have just stopped and went and asked, what's a rundown. He, the whole day, eight nine to five whatever he was there he kept asking people what's a rundown what's a rundown and then he faked whatever he did and it wasn't good so communicate on both sides to go up and down the chain of command communicate 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 yes yes just ask second part empower others we went over this last week a lot so if you're going to build trust you need to go listen to episode 71 (laughs) yes but empower others meaning what is it that they're passionate about what is it that they they came, they show up for, what is it that, that, that keeps them up at night and wakes them up early to go, this is what I want to pursue. And if you don't know that about your team, then call in made for more and we can help you discover yeah, that. Yeah. Cause with this, this week we were meeting with a client and I said, um, Hey, what is, what is so-and-so enjoy doing? And they were like, he, he enjoys doing tattoos. And I was like, okay, well, what does she do? And then they go, well, she's a cashier, but she really wants to be a bartender in three or four years. I'm going, okay, that's what we're talking about. They work for you. Their end goal is not even at their position, but they're there to get the jump start and be around that group of people to go, these people build me up and they're going to get me where I want to be, even if it's not with this organization. So do you know your team? And when you know your team, you empower them to go do what they what they want to do. And you, you're a part of something greater in their life than anyone else because you can empower them. It's like a teacher and a coach, right, Darren? So He says yes. How long has Darren been a coach? 25 years. 25 years. 25 years. Dang. There's a lot of empowering. Mm-hmm. I bet over the we years. We could also do a whole podcast on like the old coaching style mm-hmm. and the new coaching style. Yeah. Because I think the old coaching style was like they just yelled at everybody and they were like well, hate, like demeaning. Yeah. And now I think now they've kind of learned it, it's different. You know, it is more about he'll talk about like making the relationship with the kids. Yeah. You know, that's the primary. Do they still yell? I'm sure they do. But the primary is the relationship. See, but I, I like the relationship with my me and my football coach. Mm-hmm. But I wanted him to get in my face and go, let's go. Let's Because go. he cared about you and he saw more in yeah. you. Yeah. Not, you know, not because he was just being a jerk. Yeah. And True. It, you know, yeah. it was he you and you knew that about him. Yeah. So empower others. Yes. Trust builder. Number two. Number three. Take ownership. Teach ownership. I think the fact that you said here to teach ownership is huge yeah. because I think that is something that we talk about. You notice it on your team when somebody's not taking ownership, when somebody there's yeah. always, it's always somebody else's fault, you know, yeah. um, while you, why you didn't have what you needed or all of those things. So, but I think teaching it and having that be part of your culture is imperative. So what happens do you think when it becomes a part of a culture that is, didn't know it? What do you think happens to those employees? I, well, I think it's a game changer because I think everybody on the team feels safer and more like I feel like I can accomplish more and I can do more yeah. if I'm you know in my lane if I believe that everybody on the team is going to do everything that they can do as well. Yeah. And if they don't, they're going to be gone. They're going to work themselves out. And the reason I ask you is because one of our clients, again, we started teaching ownership, ownership whoa, with their owners and it started being passed down. And I'll never forget walking into one of our clients uh, offices or whatever. And I go, hey, do you mind changing that for us? And she goes, that's not my job. Oh, I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, OK, so I went to the next person mm-hmm. and she goes, owner, that that's that's management's job. That's not mine. I was like, OK. And so now that they got new management and they're going, those two girls were the first ones to quit because they knew the tide was changing and that we were headed in a positive direction. And they quit. Because they knew that we were gonna call, we we're gonna call it to the table and say, "Hey, who did this?" And and it's not about being right or wrong. It's about going who, who who placed this gap for our team not to succeed. But then when it becomes positive, you start to go, "Hey, take ownership in this." And and you you, you build again. It builds trust knowing that when we come to a, a, a difficult meeting, someone's right. gonna go, "Hey, it was me." So I think that in that like uh, example that you just gave how you talked about how when people say that's not my job like mm. that's not my job don't that say that is, but I, that I know that's I your that's that like Mario's like pet peeve yeah. is it not my job yeah but I do think that one there's a couple of things that you can say about that is if it's not your job mm-hmm. 
it is okay for you to communicate that to say like i'm happy to do this for you but what it does is it makes you realize where the gaps are yeah and so if somebody's asking you to do something that's not your job yeah you have to you that's when you have to reevaluate your system what's wrong with the system why where's the breakdown in this so i think it's it's a, a symptom of a bigger issue yeah yeah, you're right, Overall and, and, and it's okay to, to question that. Yeah, but it's all how you say it. Like, hey, yeah. that's not my job. Well, I, I, hey, I, did I miss something? I here will that, do this that for you. But technically, it's yeah. so it's so and so's responsibility. Mm-hmm. But I can make that happen for you, or yeah. I can get the. I always say I'll get the right person to do it. That's that's what I always. Were do. you were you there when when uh, I played the whole Jocko Extreme Ownership yes. on our. On yeah. our staff day. Uh-huh. Our staff day, yeah, because yeah. I that was I like did. that was the first time we've ever staff done that. Staff fun day. It's Let's watch a Jocko video. <laughs> it's called development day. Like if something's called development day, I would and, hope that we didn't just have fun. Right. And we built we made we did teamwork. We built candy things. That's my yeah. kind of fun yeah. day. But yeah. I taught that. I'm sure because, we went to eat at Pluckers or something after. Uh, I can't remember where we went to eat. But I, I I showed that because I wanted the culture to see that when we all sit around the table and you start passing the buck to someone i mean it's it's for me it's 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 humorous now because when someone uh-huh. you can tell when somebody's right on the verge of going that's not my job but they don't want to say it because you right. know you're going to be called to it right instead you just yell you're micromanaging me and you need yeah. to stop there you, <laughs> there you go anyways so if you're going to be someone who's building trust man take ownership but teach it and then the last one i i mean and we'll, we'll talk about how to build trust like actually how to practically build trust but the last one I put is just do what's right. Yes. As a leader, do, do what right. is right. Meaning treat people right. Don't freaking manipulate the system. Use influence. Well, and as an employee or a team member, do what is right. Oh, yeah. Because I, I have seen so Both many ways. times. Yes. I feel like that teams will get in that um, not really setting each other up to fail, but kind of like you can see the ball is about to I'm drop. I'm not helping you. I'm just going to let it yeah, fall. Exactly. Uh, because, it, yes. you know, I'm just going to let it fall. Yes. Goodness yeah. gracious. Yeah. That doesn't make any of us better. Yeah. And it only slows us down. Yeah, I, will, I was walking with somebody uh, yesterday and um, just set up, you know, somebody left some things behind and the person that showed up had to clean it up. And we, but what you do is you call them to that and go, hey, who left this out because mm-hmm. this is not setting us up for success. success. Yeah. So yep. um, trust is, it, it's, a, it's, it's what's interesting about trust is it takes work daily and you're not going to see the result of it until later. And that's one of those things where you go strategically, you're going to see it later. Tactically it's built every single day. So, well, and I think that we're about to talk about how, how do I build trust? And mm-hmm. I think one of the ways that kind of goes back with, we talked a lot about communication, which I'm sure we're going to talk about this in just a minute, Maybe is um, don't be afraid to have those hard conversations because yeah. when things like that happen, mm-hmm. it's easy just to be frustrated and blame someone because they didn't pick up their stuff or whatever it is. Yeah. Instead of going back and saying like, hey, man, when you do this, this is what happens. Yeah. This is the gap that it creates. This is what it does to the rest of the team. Yeah. You know, but, but we don't. Most people don't want to have those conversations. They'd rather when, just complain about it. Yeah. I know when I when I would complain and do what you just said it is because my schedule was full and I didn't want to have those freaking conversations. But what I realized was it was shooting myself in the foot going. Mm-hmm. I don't care how busy I am and what else is on my to-do list. I need to stop right now. And I can let this person know that, hey, I've had to push things back in my schedule because of this conversation. So how do we stop having this conversation about you not leaving crap laying around? Well, and it's one of those things that, you know, you handling it may take care of the problem, but it doesn't move your team forward. Yeah. But having those hard conversations, that's what pushes the whole team forward. Tact. Tact. Remember. Oh, yeah. I'm so I'm so much better in that now. Yeah. If y'all haven't heard one of my first conversations with Adina, or uh, I don't even know if it was a difficult conversation. I just said you're. Yeah. What did you, I say? I was like, yeah, your tact you, you might need to get some new tact uh, yeah, or you, something. You yeah. To, I was like, yeah. well, okay. Um, so you might need to work on. I probably still have the text message where he said you need to work on something. That. Yeah. So how do I build trust? If we're listening tonight, uh, one of the things that we want to do is give you a few ways to practically how do I build trust. Uh, number one. Yes. When a decision is made, ask yourself who needs to know this. And I think that anytime you leave a anytime you leave a meeting, we always say that you know who needs to know what we just talked about yep. and what are the next steps. Yeah. And if, and if you don't say that out loud, at least the leader of the meeting say it in your mind. Yeah. Or have sure. a person in ha- the yes. meeting that hey, you're the who needs yes. to know this. Person. Who needs to know this? And so Absolutely. when they walk out of there, that person's going to go tell the rest of the team. 
Um, does uh, and, and in that, when a decision is made, decision is made, does the team understand why that decision was made? Please don't be the leader that just says, what I say goes, so don't ask any questions. I want to understand the why so that I can get behind that even more. Yeah. Well, and even I does think, that make sense? Though? Yes, because also I see one thing with a leader is sometimes they um, like orchestrate the conversation where you can it, use the word manipulate. It doesn't leave time. It, like they don't they don't want you to ask questions. Yeah. They don't want to do the questions. Mm-hmm. And I think that creates um like yeah. un- unsettlingness, mm-hmm. you know, confusion. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there are people that take longer to process things and you should know those people on your team. Some people on my team that you can tell them something and they're they're good to go. Uh, yeah. Several of them they need a lot of time yeah. and they need to go through every single <laughs> yeah. situation that possibly might could ever happen. So one of my, our friends that I love that he it's admits okay. this, he admits this up front. Like he will admit this up front in a meeting. I love what John bang bang says. He'll say, Hey, I need some time to process this. But if you ask him on the spot, he just starts firing everything that's going through his and head. Then he just, and he just yeah, talks and then in, he circles in circles because but, he's trying to process it. And then, But that's why you're saying know your people know because your people. when John's processing this, everybody's going, where did he get that from? Where did he get that from? But we're realizing he's saying it out loud while other people are going, oh, okay, that's not what he means or that's what he means. And yes. so John's really good about going, just so you guys know, it takes a while for me to process this. And yes. so, yes, um, it does. Yeah, there's people that can process it quick, people that can't. But when the decision is made, ask yourself who needs to know yes. and how you can tell them. Yes, and share the why. Yep. Next one is when? How do I build trust? When something is your call and doesn't go as planned, just please take ownership. Yes. Even if you're not the if you're the owner or business owner or yes. you're the manager, and one of your teammates or one of your employees makes a, a wrong call, take ownership for it. Good heavens. And I have seen you do this in meetings when you'll be like, uh, you know, you'll like, I'll take ownership. It's totally my fault. And I'm like, no, it's not. That's not your fault at all. That's all these other things that happen, you know, but in the moment, (laughs) it's the right thing to do. You know, it it is. It is the right thing to do in the moment. And knowing enough about your leadership style, I know that you then go and just have those conversations with those people about why it broke down and what happened, Yeah, you know, but in that meeting, it's a much more effective way to just say, my bad. I, yeah. I you know, I didn't yeah. do this right. And yeah. Cause we'll to on. me, if I, and I'll tell you going into those meetings, I've been in a room with four high, high capacity leaders and I've had employees below me who were, I was their supervisor and they made the calls. Right. I mean, Etiana was one of them and then two other college or middle age, 20 age year old kids, whatever they're called. Um, so, uh, I don't want to call, I don't want to say their names, yeah, no names, but they were, they were on that team. So I'm in a room with four high, poten- high capacity leaders and they're going, Hey, this, this wasn't done. And I, instead of putting someone else under the bus, mm-hmm. you do that to me. Like mm-hmm. I'm their leader. Mm-hmm. So call me out, not them. Yep. But yep. then when I'd go to a meeting, they already knew it was coming going, dang it. I, I forgot. Or, Hey, mm-hmm. I didn't know. And I'm like, well then let's clear it up because, yeah. um, I would rather be the, the, the boss or the mm-hmm. supervisor that takes it from me because even then, and then whenever something really goes well, you give them the ownership and say, Hey, you know what? Etiana did a really good job. Mm-hmm. So-and-so did a really good job and that's what they do. So well, take ownership. Part of that too is like a lot of the times you would know that you were going to like get talked to about. Yeah. I was going to, I would, gonna, t- I yeah. would talk about that. Etiana, I know in that situation, yeah. she was really good about saying, Hey, I'm going to, before you go into this meeting, yeah. I'm going to let you know, I did not do something I was supposed to do. And I created this gap. I'm yeah. apologizing. I'm owning it, but I know that you were going to get called mm-hmm. out for it. And so I'm just letting you know. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I mean, to me, that was helpful to me because there was someone else on the team that, I mean, that wouldn't do that. Yes. And I would always go, man, what are you going to do to change this? Because I'm getting going to these meetings. I'm getting blindsided and I'm taking ownership. So now I'm going to have to micromanage you because you're not showing up. Well, and that built trust between like you and Etiana because even though she wasn't doing, she wasn't doing her job in that situation, she didn't do what she was was supposed to. There was a gap. Yeah. You know, but the fact that she would come and communicate yep. made all the difference. So when we say it builds team teamwork and team team mm-hmm. uh, mentality, if Etiana, one of the other persons took ownership and then the third one didn't, Etiana and that other person were like, bro, what are you doing? Like, you're, you're killing our team because you're not following through. Mm-hmm. You have to take ownership of this stuff. So it builds unity and it weeds out the people that don't want to take ownership. So, yeah. but as a leader and owner, you can't take ownership or you can, you, you need to take ownership, but don't use the words and if, or, but like, or <laughs> however, like, Hey, uh, something went wrong. However, 
it yeah. wasn't my fault because, yeah, nope. or hey, it mm-hmm. rained, or hey, no, take nope. ownership and just say, hey, we didn't plan for a contingency plan, so it's my fault. Yes, yes, so, please stop with the butts. A, a team will rally behind a leader who can admit his or her faults and uh, and where they want to go from there. Absolutely. So, uh, Absolutely. How do I build trust? Number three. Do not overcommit. Can you explain that? Wow, a delaying commitment. <laughs> Delay a commitment until you check your calendar and availability. Have you ever done that? Any of y'all in here where you commit to something and realize you didn't have something else on that? I have the opposite problem though. I I I turn everything down. I say no to everything. I'm like, nope, not doing that. Nope, not doing that. That doesn't build trust. Well, but you know what? It's called called boundaries. (laughs) You know, I mean, but even I'm like, even at work, I'm like. Hey, Adina, can we record the podcast tonight? No, I'm going to go get in my pajamas and just chill at three o'clock. I don't care. No, I'm just kidding. But no. but I think even at work, I I am like, they're like, I mean, we can ask her. I mean, I will never forget the time that my boss came and said, um, I told them they could ask you, but I wasn't sure what you would say. And I was like, well, first of all, if they ask me, I should say yes, because yeah. I'm your employee. Mm-hmm. But they know I'm not going to do something just to do something. Yeah. No. That's, that doesn't build trust. Uh-uh. But what I'm saying, nope. anybody else in here, have, have you yes. ever been approached by someone and said, hey, can you all get together on Thursday or Friday? And you go, yeah, don't have any, or you don't check. You don't check. Yeah. And then you have to say, um, hey guys, I know we said we were going to do that. We were going to record on Wednesday, but yes. actually I didn't check my calendar. That was me this week. Yes. My freaking daughter's, my daughter had a, my daughter had a concert and I was like, and, and you know I what? Mean, and here's, here's an example of some, somebody saying, but she had a concert. And they only freaking performed two songs, and that was it. I'm like, well, that's okay. Oh, you crap. still you need to be there oh, for those two songs, three, okay, songs. three songs. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter uh, if she saying. Was notorious for that. For and ifs over, or but. Oh, over committing. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, we'll get Oh that. yeah, he was, dude. Casey, Casey oh, was. Yeah. Because yeah, and then all of a sudden he'd be rounding up guys up. Hey, I said I'd do this. You uh-huh. guys can think you could show up. Yeah, we will. Yeah. But and again, but his we was out of he had a big his, heart. Big heart. Yes. So what I'm saying though, as a leader, don't overcommit because just check your check your well, calendar because right. it creates dis, not distrust, but people begin to go. This person has no idea what well, they're talking about. It's even worse because what I see happens is people on the team they will say that they can do something and then they don't do it, yes. and so then it comes down Sheesh. to it, and you're like, you you said you would do this and you yes. didn't do it. And they're like, oh, I mean, I just didn't get to it, or oh my gosh. So here's a trigger for me. Trigger. Like, cigar, si- cigar. Seriously, <laughs> a trigger for me is as a kid when I'd go visit my grandparents in Van Horn or my grandmothers because I didn't have a grandpa, but grandmothers, I would wait for my cousins. I probably shouldn't say this. Anyways, You're too late now. Son of a gun. Um, I would wait for one of them that would say, hey, uh, I'm going to come pick you up because we're going to go play baseball or play catch right. or whatever. And seriously, it, it at 5 o'clock, I'll come pick you up at 5.15 or 5.30. 7.30, you roll around, and I'm still... Yeah. And we didn't have cell phones, so we'd call on the you're freaking just, phone. You're just sitting and on the answer. curb. Yeah, and I was just sitting in there going, this sucks. And so that happened so many times in the summer that I was like, screw this. I never want to do that. So when someone tells me they're going to do something and they don't, man, that... I have to detach and go, this isn't a replay of what happened in my life. Yeah. But it doesn't do well to build trust with somebody. Um, so. Yes, do what you say you're going to do. Mm-hmm. I apologize yes. for my family if I Don't threw you under the bus. Yes. Um, Influence, n- not manipulation. This is a big one. I love build the team, not your agenda. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Do not, if you're the leader, don't ever put yourself in front of your team's uh why? Because if you do, again, it's going to show your intentions can be smelt from a mile away. As a leader, as a person, anyone in a relationship, as a parent, again, as a parent, right? I want you to clean your room so we can go do something or go get ice cream. Well, you're the one that wants freaking ice cream. They don't. So, and maybe that was a bad example because I'm always, my kids love ice cream. <laughs> but don't manipulate. That's all yeah. life is. Life can be narrowed down to manipulation or influence. Is it about you or is it about them? And if you can be honest and say, hey, I really... I really need to get this done. So can you can you do this for me? Be honest about it. Yeah, there's but like it, subtle, you know, manipulation. It's like, hey, when you're done cleaning your room, we can go get yeah. ice cream. Yeah, that's but, acceptable. And, and it sucks though whenever it's in a business because you don't want to be in a mistrust relationship with your boss or team because it begins the rumblings of what do they want out of me mm-hmm. or hey, it's again, what do we say if your boss called right now? If his name came up on there, how do you feel when your boss calls? calls? Is it manipulation or influence? Like right off the bat. 
Okay. That's good because yeah. that's a good. Depending on which boss, I got several people. <laughs> 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 what about you, Jamie? Influence. Okay, good relationships. I'll stop with Etiana. Yeah, influence. Cool. Why though? That's good. That's real good. I've, so. I've, I've never sat in a room with so many people who are like when their boss calls, they're like, oh, hey, let's answer the phone. I'm like, oh, gosh. I know. I'm like, shh. <laughs> Son of a. I know. I'm, have you ever. Like have somebody you ever, has died. Yeah. Or it. like, it. like. What it do is they like, need? What do they need? So, yeah. It's not just a like, yeah. hey, what are you doing? Yeah. Call. So what. Um, have any of you ever let your your phone just go to voicemail when your boss calls and you're not busy? <laughs> I don't think I have. Etiana <laughs> uh, did with me. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. No. Okay. Anyways, but again, manipulation or influence—it's always going to go down to that. Um, and then the last thing: if you, how do I build trust as a leader? Here's one of the most practical ways: let go of control. Yes. You let ha- go of control. Yes. Control. And you know what? It may not get done the way you want it to get done. And I fully believe that nine times out of 10, it will be better. I <laughs> yeah. really do. No, I do. I really, Even really if it's do. Not, you still learn. And something. it might be messy and it might go sideways yeah. a couple of different times. Yeah. But what your team gets out of it, the, their own growth, their confidence, like all, all of that together. Yes. As long as you are continuing to give the mission and the vision and they are holding tight to the vision mm-hmm. of the organization or the project, let it be. Yeah. Yeah. I let agree. it be. Because again, strategically, you're going to win because someone else is doing things for you. Tactically, if you say, no, I, this is the way I want it. I want it done this way. You're Again, you're micromanaging. You're doing a disservice to the team. And the reason I put a quarterback example here is because when you let go of control, the quarterback doesn't run the ball every time. The quarterback's job is to get the ball in the people's hands that can make the play happen. So when someone says the quarterback's the leader, <clears throat> everyone knows that there's bad quarterbacks when they try to do too much, specifically in college and in high school, when they try to be the one on the team with the big name and the one trying to get to a college because they have a great arm. But if you can't get that ball in the hand of the running back or the the wide receiver or whatever it is, you're in trouble. So you're trying to call the shots. Now get the ball in the hands of the best person that can make it happen and let them run. Let them do it. Well, and that I think that's a great example, even though I'm not a big sports you know, analogy person. But I think the thing about I've learned about like in that, yeah, everybody knows what the goal is. The goal yep. is to move the ball down the field. Ultimately, yep. you'll want to score, yep. but you exactly. want to move the ball down yep. the field. And you may call a play and tell your quarterback what to do. Mm-hmm. But I've also seen it where the quarterback in the moment is like, Something else happened, yeah. and I'm going to have to make – I'm going to call an audible. I'm going to have yeah. to do something I didn't think I was going to do. I'm know what an audible is. Yeah. That's good. Well, I, he, I am married to a football yeah. coach. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I think that Horse that – I think – don't start with me. <laughs> I think that's what is really important if, as a leader is yeah. that they trust your team. They yeah. know what the end goal is. They yep. know they just need to move the ball down the field. It doesn't matter if, if you're – you can do the head coach and – offensive coordinator you know like it may look different yeah but the goal is to win the game exactly and in in basketball if you go to a different sport in basketball when they have the hot hand whoever has a hot hand maybe somebody off the bench meaning this person just drains a three-pointer and then they go hey give it back to him another three-pointer and another three-pointer why would you give it to somebody that doesn't shoot and going hey he is on tonight like give him the ball or her the ball Mm -hmm. because they're really good you don't try to take that away and go well i'm gonna try to make it my show now yeah no let them have the freaking ball and let them win the game. Yes, the so, goal is to win the game. Yeah. So trust. Trust is a, a again, one of the biggest issues on teams. Well, and I'm going to say as a leader, if you were kind of looking at your team and you're thinking, huh, our team might have some trust issues, um, it starts at the top. Sheesh, and, yeah. you know, and I think it's just one of those things that if you really want to grow your team, you really have to say, you know, what am I doing? Which we've said time and time again, what inside of me am I doing that's holding my team back? Yeah. You got to look at yourself. That's yep. tough. Not too many mm-hmm. leaders will, will do that. Look in the mirror, yep. take ownership. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's trust. That's it. If you guys have any, um, like, I guess examples or any questions about trust, you can email us. Yes, info. please do. We need, we need some, uh, some Q and a questions. Yeah, info at made for more consulting.com. I will say that we got some good feedback from, uh, one of our listeners that said they enjoyed, um, Stephanie's little one Q&A, minute, one I minute. I don't know what it's called. Yeah. Q and A. Yeah. And then that same person 
uh, texted me this morning, and this is, quote, is the lowdown a thing or are we over that now? <laughs> End quote. That's exactly what that person said. That's why you can't, so the start, lowdown you can't is, start something know, if you're I, not consistent with it. I said something it. that I did not follow through on, and they called me out. And mm-hmm. Good and job. So that was at 6.12 a.m. this morning, mm-hmm. and I have not responded to him. Oh. So. And, I, and I bet you I can tell you who it was, <laughs> yeah. just, just from the time of yes. the day that he texted yes. you. Every morning, my wife would be like, hey, I heard your phone go off this morning. <laughs> Same person all the time. Same person. So, um, But anyways, yeah, I think... Trust and empowerment in these last two weeks are uh, key to building a team, key to leaders and um, maybe adding that to their tool belt. So uh, I know we're a few weeks out, four weeks out, but make sure you go get the leading with leading from within 2.0. John Maxwell. Yeah. Leading from within 2.0. Don't get just regular leading from within because you're going to miss out on a lot of stuff. Um, Yeah. So do that for us. Go you, Tatiana. She's shaking. Follow her head. us on socials. Yeah, please follow us on our socials. Socials. I can't talk. I need uh, Etienne to like make me a, a cheat a little sheet. cheat sheet. So I know what to follow say. us on our socials. Uh, rate us if you listen to us. Five on, stars. Yes, five stars. It's not hard. Spotify, um, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast, please uh, rate us. Uh, and Facebook has not gotten rid of the uh, podcast. It's in a month. Okay, so. If you listen on Facebook, they're going to go away. Facebook kind of sucked it up with podcasts. So let them let the people that do podcasts the best do podcasts. So, um, but yeah, uh, rate us, follow us, let us know. Um, I know I told Etiana to start an order on uh, stickers. So we're going to be getting some more stickers. She has some really good ideas for t-shirts. Um, we are just about sold out, I think, of the ones that we have. Maybe. Somebody actually bought a shirt this past Woo-hoo! week. But what's funny is the person that bought a shirt, we have a free one for her. <laughs> so I shouldn't have said that because she's listening can, now. No, now can, I'm going to have to refund her freaking money. Just send her um, two. Anyways, yeah. it's a I would get one free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. A BOGO. That, you know, remember what we said about BOGOs? It doesn't build loyalty. No, it's it just a not. way to no, manipulate but, the Yeah, system. but you're giving her one for somebody else. Yeah, her husband. Kate, let's be honest, telling us, let's move this. Yeah. Anyways, we appreciate you guys listening. And remember, you exist for more. We're, we exist for more. We're here to offer more. Don't ever give up. Every single one of us is made for more. We'll see you guys later.